to the 48th episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the bachelor to my party, Brandon Gross. It's NL East number NL Feast. God damn it. I don't even know the name of our podcast. (laughs) I'm excited. Baseball's back. It's NL Feast number 48. That's the Grom's number. Whoa, Uh, I didn't even think about that. That's right. The patron saint of our podcast. Amazing. Uh, By the way, I have to mention, I know I ignored your bachelor to bachelor party. No, please. No, we got some stuff to get. get The the only thing I'm more excited about than baseball talk is hearing about your experience at a bachelor party this weekend. What happened? (laughs) How are you feeling? I'm feeling feeling like a solid six and a half out of ten right now. I got the sniffles. I got a little bit of the exhaustion going on. It was a very long weekend. Time changes involved. We flew to Denver, flew in on a Friday, landed at about 9 p.m. on Monday, got right back to work immediately, jumped in the office at uh, 9 a.m. this morning. So I'm, I'm operating a little slowly. I'm not going to lie. It was, a, it, was a, it was a pretty heavy weekend of uh, a lot of uh, fun activities and, and partying with the boys. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and to clarify, yes. it's not your bachelor party. It's a friend. Yes. No, no, no. Yes. Can you imagine just if a... that's, how I, that's how I broke the news to everybody? Yeah. Like, <laughs> never mentioned And why, why I'm not invited? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell, man? Uh, Brandon, you, I know we're in Denver, which is closer to you than any other place <laughs> that we might have had the bachelor party. But uh, no, it was good. It was a really good time. Um, I, I think I should be good to go by tomorrow. Uh, nice. I mean, I guess I was good to go today. I'm here. We're doing the pod, but you very, uh, you very, uh, understandably, or you were very understanding. There we go. Talking's hard. Uh, and let me push back the podcast to today <laughs> so that I could get, get some proper sleep last night. Um, and your guest little tease about what's coming on in the, in the, the end of the episode, uh, was doing a great job pushing back at the last second as well. So I'm, I'm doing mm-hmm. good, my friend. And he was also at a bachelor party, so it's, a, it's a strictly, a strictly a bachelor party. You need if you if you're on a, a guest on the pod, you got to be four beers in, four four <laughs> lime rickies in, and uh, and you're at a bachelor party. I think the uh, I think the weirdest part about the bachelor party though is I had Rocky Mountain oysters, dude. You familiar oh, isn't with that those? Buffalo balls, buffalo testicles. Yeah, we had we had fried buffalo testicles as like kind of like wow. a epic, epic prank appetizer at a steakhouse. You know, <laughs> did you enjoy them? Explain. They were they honestly exceeded my expectations. Now, obviously, my expectations were pretty low. They weren't especially they weren't through the roof by any stretch of the imagination. But they came out. I didn't know how they were going to come prepared. They were fried. Yeah. They really were like fried strips um, with like a horseradish dipping sauce and a marinara style dipping sauce. Um, you wouldn't have known what they were unless somebody told you. Um, but they, they, I had a few, you know, I, it wasn't just like a one and done, try it and see if I liked yeah. it. I was like, had to, had to, had to tank them, but both tables finished their orders. We had two different tables because wow. there's so many of us, both tables finished their orders. Um, if you just can't really think about what it is you're eating, I mean, honestly, if I think about it now, I'm still like, okay, let's, let's, let's concentrate on another. Right. Image. Um, right. but, but in the moment, I'm glad I did it. <laughs> Take it off the checklist. You brought some ate back some on the balls, plane. Baby. I ate some balls. <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, I said you brought some back on the plane with oh. you. You're snacking on them on on your on your Delta flight. You back. Know, yeah, you know how like uh, if somebody brings like a, a sandwich or fast food on a flight that smells up the whole yeah. place and people get pissed. Imagine if I had brought Rocky Mountain oysters onto a flight. Oh, you don't Dude, mind if I eat? Is that okay? One time, I don't know what possessed my family and I, but I remember we went, I think we were actually in the LAX airport long before I lived here, Mm. and we got like lox bagels from like some deli sort of thing in the airport, and we were like eating salmon on the plane like psychopaths. What was that about? (laughs) That's really great. How old were you? uh, I I don't know. I was probably teens, teens, I think. Okay. Um, I mean, I know obviously lox is, you know, salty, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know, cured, pickled, cured, that's the word. Um, so it doesn't have the smell of if you cook the salmon yeah. fillet, but, uh, still the people next to us were not happy. No. And also we all, and also I didn't tell us her, we almost missed the flight cause it was taking so long for the bagel. We were like oh the last God. two people, my dad and I, just, they like, were catching, they were catching the fresh salmon out back. They were, they were like, how yeah. long does it take to cure <laughs> LAX known for its fresh salmon? That's what I've always said, dude. That's what I, that's so funny. I'm trying to think if I've had any like, uh, inappropriate, snacks or foods on the flight i can't think of anything i'm normally i'm the kind of guy that shows up very early to the airport my i think i that was instilled in me by my father so i'm i'm there Mm -hmm. i'm comfortable sitting around waiting listening to a podcast playing my switch you know any of those things and uh i would much rather have that happen uh than than the alternative of like running sprinting through that happened i think we talked about this on the podcast because that happened to me in the last time i was in denver do you remember that 
When did you go to Denver before? I went. Miranda's cousin got married. It would have been. Oh wow, big Denver guy. Lo- big. Loves loves Blucifer, the blue horse from the airport. <laughs> I'm a Colorado man through and through, baby. Uh, no, we're West Coast and East Coast elites, Brandon. Let that elites. not be forgotten. Come we're on, we're not mountain elites. We're not. <laughs> you think there's some mountain elites? There are actually. Now that I think about oh, it, they're yeah. for sure mountain elites. Yeah. Definitely. Aspen. Aspen. Also just like elitist and not in the traditional like political reputation sense, but elitist in like the uh, the same way that people in Austin are like, don't don't move to Austin. This is our city. Yes. We don't need anyone like that kind of elitist. You know well, because I mean? every pothead in high school is always like, I think I'm moving to Colorado. <laughs> after. Every pothead. Every pothead in high school when we went to high school. Yes, now yeah. they can move wherever, but. Now they can move wherever they want. I just start. I just started seeing dispensaries around New York City, dude. They're popping up officially now. Wow, now it's going to look like L.A., where like every oh, third dude. building, you're like, ooh, is that a cool new salad place? And it's not. It's <laughs> oh, a... it, they're selling salad. It's just not the kind of salad you're thinking of, my friend. It's the other type of green, it's man. It's the other type of greenery, dude. Uh, yeah, or like I remember moving to L.A. and being shocked at the number of like weed maps, billboards around the town. Yeah. Just like the, the California, though, also was uh, the early embracer of legal marijuana, so I feel like that mm-hmm. definitely led to uh, that same people that were like, I'm going to move to Colorado, dude, ended up also maybe moving to Los Angeles or San Diego or yep. something. Yeah. Yeah. But we can't bet here, man. There's no gambling here. What's up with that? I would have thought for sure California I don't would have know. been right around the corner. And you're itching to gamble, dude. We know that about you. You love gambling. You know what's funny? I kind of am. I'm like, should I bet on where Freddie Freeman's going? I love that. They don't let you do some of the weirder player props unless you go the offshore booking route. Like, okay. like who's going to sign where? I mean, I can't even find MVP odds on, on any of the major books here because really? the free agents still haven't signed. They're like, I mean, they took down World Series odds for a while during the lockout. Like, they, they, they are trying hard not to lose money, but... Uh, won't stop me, baby. I'm coming for their throats. <laughs> I also went to a casino, dude, during the bachelor party. Speaking of gambling. Oh, was it? Uh, there are the, casinos in Denver? There's a Black Hawk casino. Yeah, it's oh, like an gotcha, hour, 45-minute gotcha. uh, car ride out there. Uh, and I, as much as I embrace sports gambling on the podcast, the idea of gambling at a casino was was really intimidating to me. There's like people at, uh, at like tables doing poker, people doing blackjack. And like I play poker with my friends. That's one thing. But then playing poker with a bunch of dudes who have $20,000 more than me and are willing to just like sink me at all costs is much more intimidating. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I don't touch that stuff. One no. time I visited a friend who was living in Europe Whoa. Um, okay, and brag. we went to, yeah, yeah. Well, it's about to get worse. <laughs> okay. So we went to, um, we went to, what's the, what's like the Monaco Monaco. Okay. We went to Monaco. We were in, we did like a little, uh, uh, French Riviera sort of trip. Very cool. And we stopped in Monaco just for the day. Um, and we did, we're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta go to, we gotta do a casino. You gotta do um, And I put, I don't know, 20, uh, I don't know the currency now off the top of my head. <laughs> it's, it's just pound. It's not euros, right? Is it euros? euros. It I just, is? euros. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Wow, that was dumb. Gotta edit that out, man. <laughs> But Sorry, you know what? No, actually, it made me look better because I was like, I was in Monaco, but then I was like, I don't know what the currency <laughs> is. I didn't use money. So like, okay, he's normal. Okay. Um, you're a, you're, anyway, the, you're yeah. a people's person, Brandon. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm a people's person. Yeah. I'm a people pleaser, people's person. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I wasted like 20 euros um, on a slot. I put it in and it was just like, fuck you. And then that was it. <laughs> and then it was done. And I didn't. And that's all. I, I gambled in Monaco and I can say that, but uh, that's it. Did you get three Monica, middle fingers showed up on the on the slots? Yeah, three, three middle fingers. Ding, ding, yeah, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. There were cherries, and I was like, "Ooh, three cherries!" But then a middle finger popped up behind. Oh, it, so. unbelievable! I did I did a little slots action, but it was just to like I had four dollars and fifty six cents still on my little card thing, and I was like, "All right, I can just go do penny slots for twenty minutes before we get out of here." I my mm-hmm. my highest and lowest points were roulette, though. I had never done roulette before. It took me like right. That's a spinny about, thing, right? That's a spinny thing with the red yeah. and black colors and, yep. the, and the numbers. Um, and it took me a while to kind of understand what was going on. But once I did, I was in a little bit of a groove, and then that groove led to me, you know, losing all my money. But I was very responsible, yep. Brandon. I only I only bet I think sixty dollars total, only a currency <laughs> or an amount of money that mm-hmm. I was comfortable losing. Because sure enough, buddy, I lost it. Don't. Don't get it twisted. Listen, I only lost my parents' house. That's it. That's They're all I fine. Lost. They're fine. They're they fine. They can sleep. They got friends. They got family members they can crash with. It's no issue at all. Um, I'm trying to think what else we did. You know the normal stuff. There's a there's a, a keg, an epic keg at the at the Airbnb that we were at. There's oh my also, god, you guys really bachelor partied. I wasn't really in charge of it. I just was like, here's right. my Venmo. Send me whatever you want. And his brothers, uh, his brothers went. I mean, frankly, balls to the wall. They were they they did it. They went through all of the expenses. I mean, we took a shuttle to the the casino. Um, yeah, reservation at a steakhouse where I ate some testicles. You know, the just only right. the highest of things. Um, 
but it was fun. I like Colorado. It made me it made me miss wide open spaces. I find that anytime I leave New York City for like an expansive right. area, I'm just like, ooh, baby, I forgot that there are there, there are parks and Central Park ain't tickling your fancy. Prospect Park ain't tickling your. You fancy. know, I'm a Prospect Park guy. I just I know uh, you're a Prospect Park guy. I just it's even when even in those like they do have some expansive areas, but in the city, especially on nice days, they're just slammed with people. And there, right. I mean, you would just be like driving on the highway, and there's just miles and miles of untouched land, just not something. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, sports nerds. Have you heard of ColorCast? Well, ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download, and it's free to use. You can talk to me. You can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. That's right, athletes and insiders. Not just schmoes like me. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to all the breaking news. I got on there, I got some friends, I got some followers, and I got into arguments where I found out I was wrong. But you're going to be right when you get ColorCast. Download it today. It is free to use. Bring those spicy takes, baby. This episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Listen, tons of people take a multivitamin. It's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, which is a word I just learned today. Adaptogens. I could use some adaptogens in my life to help start your day right. Listen, it's a scoop. You just toss it in your protein shake, get back from the gym, you've been running treadmill, training for that marathon, getting jacked. Maybe it's cutting season. Maybe it's bulking season. Who cares? Throw a little athletic greens in your protein shake and you will be good to go. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets as well. So vegans, maybe double check. You never know with these things, but sounds like it's good for you. Good for those uh, pescatarian diets, maybe. I don't know why that's the first one that came to my brain, but the caveman diet. Maybe it's good for the paleo heads out there. I don't know. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than three dollars a day. Three dollars a day. That's less than a cup of coffee. I spend more on bacon, egg and cheeses here in New York City than I'd spend on some athletic greens. And sound a little bit more healthy to me. Listen, it's time to reclaim your health Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's getting chilly here in the big city, so I could use some of that. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, my friend, it's baseball season. Dude, it happened. Last week, we were happened. so negative. You were like, June. And I was like, I believe you. It's going to be June. <laughs> Stop believing me, dude. You should know by now that I don't know anything. I'm not. I'm talking about my This man's eating balls. <laughs> Can't trust you can't them. trust a dude eating fried testicles. Come on. That's yes. on you, Brandon. That's on you. Baseball <laughs> is back. We're elated. The Marlins need to start doing literally anything. Everybody is saying that the Marlins are expected to make moves. Bruce Sherman's coming out saying that they're going to spend money. They're not afraid to spend money. Mish is saying that moves will be made. But as of right now, March 15th, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time, there have been no moves made. Uh, and I'm pretty pissed, Brandon. I'm a little pissed. Hey, don't say no moves. Astudio and okay. Roman Quinn. Okay, so minor two, league contracts. Two, I would say, famous players on the podcast. We love Roman Quinn. We mm-hmm. want to get him to do a Roman ad on the podcast forgot, one day. That's the I goal. about that, dude. Uh, and Astudio. We love the turtle, right? We, the Is turtle, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to make a, a remark on his physical resemblance, but yeah, the man looks like a turtle. So. The man looks like a turtle. The man looks like you a know, may- turtle. Hey, we could be lucky. Maybe he'll, uh, you know, throw a couple innings for the fish this year and blowouts. We yeah, don't know. You never know. He'll take the Sandy Leone role. Like when we start rolling out right. the catchers, we need. We just need a, an arm to eat innings. That'll be. That'll be our guy. Uh, are you expecting the Marlins to make a move? I feel like the Loriano prediction that you had they, is still a, a wonderful dude, idea. It's. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. Gas I've seen it circulate. Up. Gas yourself. I'm up not trying right to now. gas myself up, but I've seen it start to circulate now that the A's got Christian Pache. Yes. In the Olsen. I deal. know, dude. Yes. So, all I'm saying is, it makes a lot of sense. It makes he's a center fielder. He's a center fielder. Conforto makes less sense. Um, yeah, that's Castellanos true. makes. Uh, defensively makes no sense. No, no, because he can't play center field. I was also already starting to hear the rumblings that are 
probably too familiar with Marlins fans that they're like, some people in the organization believe that Jesus Sanchez can can play center field. He's in the 97th percentile on first step in the outfield and all of this stuff. I'm just like, oh, God, we can't go. If we roll out with our current players and we don't get a center fielder, then this team is not making an effort to win. I will go on the record and say that. Well, then I think players like Avisel Garcia would be pissed off that they signed up. That's a great point. Yeah. So he probably led them right? to believe that. I wonder if he's pissed off because uh, Jeter left. Do you think that there's any sort of animosity because Jeter was, was there and is no longer there now? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's a player that had a relationship with him. It seemed like Miggy Rojas had some yeah. semblance of a relationship with him, yeah, for, for sure, because sure. I know I know they were, and he, I mean, he is the team captain for the most part. And so. a short stop. And a short stop. stop. And, and the short strap. <laughs> oh, that was one. That was one of the rules in the new agreement. They have, they changed shortstop to sports strap. Which you know, the players gave up something that they had. They had they control had over. You had to do it. How else are you going to get the CBA moved one way or the other? Mm-hmm. It was a big bargaining chip. Sports strap. The sports. <laughs> We're the dumbest <laughs> baseball podcast in the entire world. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have it any other way though, Brandon. Are you uh Are you excited about the the rule changes in twenty twenty three? The pitch clock, the larger bases. How are you feeling about that I kind of stuff? Don't care about the bases. Pitch clock kind of concerns me a little bit, but I need to see. I, I haven't read up on it because baseball happened. Then I was like, "Fuck the rules!" You know, and I was, <laughs> it was out the door. So you've always been um, a fuck the rules guy, though, dude. You're kind of always. a badass, dude. I, dude, I graffiti. <laughs> I do drugs. You skateboard. Um, I skateboard. I watch Viva La Bam. You say I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah, that was me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't care about the rules. I, I care about... I'm excited for what the NL East teams are doing and not doing right now. That's yes. what I'm hyped on. Me too. Um, Me too. Are you... Uh, I care about the rules, of course, but um, I'm ex- I am excited to see what happens with the shift in, uh, next year. I know this year's still shifts happening. I'm excited to see what the rules are in the sense of where are you, where can you move? You well, know? Who can play where? I'm still thinking it's the two dudes on both sides of second, and then the, yeah. uh, then the I guess, outfield. I don't know. Are they going to be moving like left field fielders all the way into right field if they're really that confident nobody can uh push the ball the other way what do you think maybe yeah i mean joe joey gallo will be mad he will be pissed dude. joey gallo is about to be mvp 2023 because he's gonna not have to i know into the shift any longer he's gonna be like if he hits 190 this year with 40 homers he's gonna be like dude yankees i'm telling you next year i'm gonna hit 250 40 homers. <laughs> you don't understand 250 with 70 home runs um he uh what was i gonna say i was talking to my boss about this today because he's a big baseball guy and i was asking him what he thought about the shift stuff and he's he's anti-banning the shift he's like very he's got he's got a lot of old school baseball takes and one of them being like just hit it the other learn to hit it the other way kind of attitude which i, I thought was uh was a little interesting i'm i'm totally i don't really care dude i don't i'm like i think i, I was mean, sorry no what are you saying no, no, I, I cut you off. You go. No, 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 sir. Please, you. No, sir. Please go right uh, ahead. We're, gen- I, we're gentlemen. We're gentlemen <laughs> on this podcast. I um, I was just so excited to have baseball back that I was kind of at the point where I was whatever, ban whatever you want, exactly. start whatever you want. I don't care. Let's just make sure we get 162 games. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you completely. Uh, I'm sort of anti-ban the shift, but also I remember when I was younger and I was watching baseball, they weren't really doing that. No, so, no, no, no. So whatever, it'll go back to that. Um, but yes, I mean, how do you, how are you feeling about the Marlins? We touched on it a little bit. Yeah. Are you just, uh, you're impatient? Uh, what impatient? What, what do you yes. think is going to happen? I already feel like this is going to, this we're cursing ourselves right now. The Marlins are going to make a huge deal tomorrow and, and we're going to be, yeah, right, so we're recording by the way, Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. Yes. So we're going to 30 Eastern. I'm going to be like, fuck the Marlins. They can't do anything. They told us that they were trying to win and now they're not winning. And then tomorrow they're going to trade for like Brian Reynolds or Ramon Laureano. Honestly, the Matt Olson trade, uh, made me very worried about what we would have to give up to get Brian Reynolds because before, uh, or obviously they signed him to an extension, but that happened after the trade. So they really traded for just two years of team control of Matt Olson uh, in exchange for their top two prospects and two other prospects. I think I think our guests later on will describe them as top 14 prospects, all, all four mm-hmm. of them. Um, yeah. So that kind of got me a little worried about what the package would look like. And it also came with today uh, the first at-bats of some of our prospects at like the spring training grounds. We saw Max Meyer's slider was like Aaron Layton was saying it was a a 70 grade, just like the nastiest slider he's ever seen in person. And he finally learned to change up, which was like, is Max Meyer going to be like an elite closer or an elite starting pitcher? It's entirely dependent on developing a third pitch. seems like his Mm -hmm. changeup is coming along. Um, And Khalil Watson, who was our first round draft pick last year, um, had a a nasty at bat. It was just a single, but like 
this kid's bat speed is insane for like an 18 year old. He's, yeah. I think he, the, the sky is the ceiling for him. So I get a little worried when we start talking about um, dumping prospects. And I'm not trying to be a dude hugging all the prospects, trying to hold on to them for as long as possible. And we do yeah. have depth. We do have a decent farm system. But um, yeah, I guess I'm a little worried about that. But I think I would rather have a better on the field product, obviously, in the major leagues than worry about whether or not this yeah. guy's going to hit. I mean, but also there are still some quality at bats to be had in free agency. Plenty of them. Oh, so sure. if the Marlins want to spend money, um, it's available f- and they don't need to give up prospects. I think the Brian Reynolds thing, well, first, I think the Pirates are moronic if they do trade him. I don't I understand why agree. they do that Absolutely. whatsoever. I think he's under contract till or under five years? control until 2025. Yeah. Think? Maybe longer. Dude. I think it's five Might years. be longer. Um, I don't have it in front of me. But uh, I, the Marlins, there is... They need if they don't make another move, like they've been lying to the fan base. Absolutely, like what, and they're feeding. They it, will. They're feeding it they to will. Mish too. Mish is out here, like saying every single day, "I know you're upset. There will be moves made. I promise yeah. you, there will be moves made." So they'll burn their best beat reporter, who's already, I think, a little jaded. Yeah, by, I, I mean, know. it kind of. I thought once the Olsen trade happened, it would be boom, boom, Freeman signs. I thought the exact same then, thing, dude. I thought the market but was good. But we today, still, today was. Silent. Pretty There's silent. There's nothing today. Colin yeah. McHugh to the Braves. Uh, I think that was it. I think that was uh, it. And I'm still the big ones. I'm still at work like a jackass, refreshing Twitter and. Uh, I know. I know. I, ne- I needed to stop for my health, honestly. I but, know. Uh, I know. Oh, but, but other big things in the East. Uh, my Mets obviously picked up a big picture. You alerted this to me. I was putzing around L.A. <laughs> um, hanging out, but uh, but yeah, you text me and you're like, oh, Chris Bassett to the Mets. I was like, what was not on the Mets radar. I knew they were looking for a pitcher. Start I knew another starter, was yeah. the fire sale. Um, but at first, I and I text you this, I was a little hesitant because I didn't like the trading of JT Ginn, who yeah. is yeah. pretty much one of the Mets' top uh, pitching prospects. Matt Allen is coming back from uh, Tommy John surgery. Um, so I was a little hesitant on that, and I know Chris Bassett's only going to be under control for one year unless the Mets work out an extension with him. Um, so, but after reading more about Matt, about Chris Bassett, watching some footage, um, he's kind of a baller and yeah. I think he's going to be a great replacement to Stroman because he's similar where he's not a high strikeout, no. um, soft contact sort of guy. So I think he's, you know, I think he's an upgrade over Stroman, honestly, in that three spot. I mean, he'd be a number two, maybe even a number one on some lesser teams in the rotation. He's number three. Uh, so, well, yeah, um, you have two potential Hall of One guaranteed Hall of Famer, one probable Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. is your one and two. So good place to start. What's going on with Tywin Walker, though? I saw that he was dealing with some knee stuff or something. Yeah, he had some, uh, some I guess, minor knee surgery in January. So they said he's like a week or two behind the other starters. But it's fine. I mean, the Mets have, a pr- I think, a pretty deep... Uh, rotation like Tyler, Tyler McGill who pitched great last year isn't even in the rotation yeah. and then you got Yamamoto Marlon's legend uh, floating Q-Anon around legend. <laughs> QAnon legend QAnon <laughs> legend um, and uh, David Peterson as, as well as uh, T-Will Trevor Williams uh, from the, the Javi Baez deal is still hanging out too they could stretch him out so to be, to be a fly on the wall for a Jordan Yamamoto Brandon Nimmo conversation oh my god the deep state <laughs> hey. dude well, they probably won't won't be able to play in New York uh, anyway yeah. this year. Yeah, so. absolutely. I know. What's up with that? Are you anticipating uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, to overturn the vaccine mandate for professional well, athletes? Well, the Mets did not release a statement on it, but Randy Levine from the Yankees, yes. um, he did. And he said, we're working on something or oh, something what you, like that. Yeah, what are you working yeah. on? Yeah, what are you? Are you, are you the mayor, Randy? <laughs> um, I don't know how he can. I don't know how that works. What can he possibly can do? Yeah, I've got no idea. I have no idea. Um, um, but yes, Mets. Uh, I'm excited for. They also got Adam Odovino, um, another right-handed arm in the, in the bullpen. So obviously, I'm very excited for the Mets. I am hesitant because I don't want another Padres scenario or normal Mets season scenario where they get all these players <laughs> and uh, and they you know or even like the Marlins when they, when they got the Jose Reyes, Carlos yeah. Zambrano yeah. team and they flop. Yeah. So you know, I'm you obviously the, the talent seems seems uh you know it's there the talent's there so i'm i'm cautiously optimistic i think i think tempering expectations as a mets fan is if you've been there long enough is the is the kind of the op- modus operandum yeah. is that how you say that yeah look yeah. at me i'm speaking latin on the pod today baby <laughs> you're going to morocco i'm speaking latin we're just a, a multicultural uh uh podcast these days i love that for us um yeah, I'm trying to think what else happened. I mean, the Phillies have been pretty quiet other than adding a couple bullpen arms. Um, and uh, they haven't made the big... They're in the Chris Bryant market is what it seems like. It seems like Chris Bryant... Are you believing this Chris Bryant to the Rockies bullshit? Is that something that you're 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 thinking is actually accurate? Well, first off, I went to Monaco and not Morocco. Oh, but... excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
no, I don't. I don't believe that. I mean, does Chris Bryant want to go there unless he signs a one-year deal and they trade him in the at the deadline? Yeah, I, can't I don't think what he, would he would want to go there. I mean, I can't imagine other. T- I mean, I think if he's signing for a one-year deal, a team like the Mets that can sure use another yeah. bat, like yeah. they might swoop in and snag him. So, um, I don't think so. I'd be very surprised if he want to go there. Yeah, yeah. I right? mean, I, it really seems like the Phillies are a favorite there. We also have Carlos Correa. Makes the most sense, yeah. I mean, I know we're an NL East podcast, but we have a lot of rumors starting to swirl late in the day today about Carlos Correa going back to the Astros, yep. which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, and that there was buzz around the spring training grounds that uh, that Carlos could come back and that they were all excited and couldn't wait for that to happen. Um, I don't know what kind of deal he would get, though. It's been it's been really quiet considering uh, none of the big major free agents have shined. I know, I know Clayton Kershaw signed the Dodgers. Did we talk about that? We haven't yeah. talked about any of this stuff, right? No, because it was still lockout time yeah. last week. So what a lo- uh, what a long week! Oh my god, I can't believe that they were still locked out as of <laughs> last week. This time, insane. Mm-hmm. Well, did the did, I think the deal got reached that Tuesday, right? A week from today, because they extended the first deadline. No, no, oh, no, yeah, no, it was yeah. a week. Uh, yeah. yeah, I understand. Yeah, and then we were, a, yeah, we were all stupidly waiting around our phones like the moment that it was uh, ratified that the free agents going to stop dropping, and here we are. Yep. Almost a week yep. later, <laughs> there's still a bunch of free agents, high quality free agents. I know everyone's like, it's going to be crazy, man, and it's like honestly, the the uh, Thanksgiving time hot stove was a little bit, but a bit hotter. crazier, yeah, yeah, hotter, sure. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, some of the other NL East moves, bigger Nationals got Nelson Cruz, which I'm surprised by, but I think they're going to end up swapping him at the deadline. I imagine like every year with Nelson Cruz. I know, yeah. I mean, it's a good it's a good signing for them. Just if you and I, obviously, we're not pro imagine players as as pieces or like value yeah. you know what i mean assets but like if they're as bad as i mean i think right now their projected win total is somewhere around the 71 win area which is a little yeah. high i think even um yeah especially in that division yeah in our division in our division yeah <laughs> baby that's our whole podcast what do you mean that division? <laughs> um that uh that they're gonna get knocked around a little bit um but yeah who knows i i, I could see them dumping him a little bit but i i also could see um uh, my my friend Drew, Nationals fan Drew, that we've talked about on the pod. It's been a while because there hasn't been a lot of baseball. So if you're a new listener, that's probably not a name that, that's ringing familiar with you. Um, but he was already like, if we sign two of the big free agents, then we're back, baby. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Drew, I don't know. If you get Chris Bryan and Carlos Correa, I think you're still in a bad spot, if we're being honest. I, I appreciate the optimism for sure. Uh, I mean, they, they did tell Nelson Cruz one of the reasons he signed there was like, that's oh, right. they said they're going to build – more pieces, you know, around him. Keep so, this party rolling. Yeah, I mean, they have some good young talent. So we'll see. Maybe the Nationals will surprise uh, and and pick up uh, if Chris Bryant's, you know, if there's only one year on, on uh, if he's looking for only a one year deal, maybe it happens. Who knows? You never know. You never know. I also not going to predict it. There, I'm not going to predict it. No, they're the last. Uh, we will do season pr- or team previews and season previews, uh, standing previews, I guess, uh, later on in the month. But I, uh, I, I, spoiler alert. I think the Nationals are the worst team in the NL East. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's going to happen. Um, what else has happened? I'm, I'm blanking a little bit on stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, still Yeah, and, and then brain the Phillies still just absolutely coasting. They got some bullpen pieces from the Mets. They love the Mets uh, garbage. They do. They got, uh, not that they're garbage. I, I appreciate Brad Hand. Oh, Familia, <laughs> a little bit. But uh, Familia and uh, and Brad Hand, lefty lefty specialist Brad Hand, both Ooh, went to the Phillies. Um, I know Ian Kennedy is no longer a... A Philly, so uh, got to fill that slot a bit. Um, yeah, so they added some pieces of the bullpen. Still no outfield. I don't know what they're doing. Absolutely at no all. A- still absolutely. no question. We, we've asked this question for you know weeks. months. Yeah, months, weeks, like, months. Ever since we looked at the the depth chart. When did we look at the depth charts a while ago? And we're like, wait, what yeah. is going on here so in Philadelphia? I am. I still imagine Schwarber or Bryant goes to the Phillies. You do. I would bet money. One of them. Does, I would love to have. I, we would love to have Schwarber back in the uh, in the division. We we had a lot of fun with Schwarber last season. Oh yeah, because we can do we can Schwarber. do Schwarber. Schwab, Schwab was on the Red Sox. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, you're doing your uh, your goodwill hunting is 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 doing very well, yes. my friend. I'm very impressed so Thank far. You. Um, yeah, nothing nothing major besides the Braves stuff though, and I mean that's a, a little tease. I think we're getting close probably to the interview, but the the Braves stuff I think was the biggest the biggest addition and is a little scary, yeah. man. The Braves got long-term uh, reinforcement. It wasn't like this two-year deal where you're like, okay, they're really gunning for the window. They got they got like a, a eight years of a very good baseball player. So yep. they have the core to build around absolutely right now. Curious to see what they do with Austin Riley. Because um, he's got to be running out of it. He's got to... How much service time does he have left? Um, I pin- think I saw... I think he... 
Yeah. I'm going to pimp you out for a, a hard question that neither of us yeah, know. I think, the top of two, I think he has two or three years, though. I'm okay. pretty sure. Okay. Because I know they got Albies and Acuna, obviously, on lock for contracts and stuff. And But yeah, I think that scares me the most. I mean, anything can happen. It's baseball. That's the beauty of the sport, baby. Beauty of 162. Uh, but uh, but I, I, I'm, I think the Braves are the team that scares me the most right now. No offense to your uh, New York Metropolitan. No, hey, they're World Series champs. So uh, yeah, I mean, we had, we had a great guest on um, that you're about to hear. Hey, sports nerds, have you heard of ColorCast? Well, ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download, and it's free to use. You can talk to me, you can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. That's right, athletes and insiders. Not just schmoes like me. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to all the breaking news. I got on there, I got some friends, I got some followers, and I got into arguments where I found out I was wrong. But you're going to be right when you get ColorCast. Download it today. It is free to use. Bring those spicy takes, baby. This episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Listen, tons of people take a multivitamin. It's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, which is a word I just learned today. Adaptogens. I could use some adaptogens in my life to help start your day right. Listen, it's a scoop. You just toss it in your protein shake, get back from the gym, you've been running treadmill, training for that marathon, getting jacked. Maybe it's cutting season. Maybe it's bulking season. Who cares? Throw a little Athletic Greens in your protein shake and you will be good to go. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets as well. So vegans, maybe double-check. You never know with these things, but sounds like it's good for you, good for those uh, pescatarian diets, maybe. I don't know why that's the first one that came to my brain, but the caveman diet, maybe it's good for the paleo heads out there. I don't know. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. $3 a day? That's less than a cup of coffee. I spend more on bacon, egg, and cheeses here in New York City than I'd spend on some athletic greens and sound a little bit more healthy to me. Listen, it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's getting chilly here in the big city, so I could use some of that. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And we're back from a commercial break. Brandon, we have a wonderful guest joining us on today's podcast. Bean Eater Buzz, a.k.a. Jordan, is going to be joining us to talk all things Braves, all things Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson, any little thing going on in Atlanta. But uh, before we get started, Jordan, my friend, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Hey, yeah, no, course. we appreciate having you. We've, uh, we appreciate your Twitter presence. Uh, I think you're, you're a, a great face to Braves Twitter, I would say. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I, I, I try to be as uh, friendly and, you know, as... Uh... <sighs> I guess as friendly and as fun as possible. I guess. And, you know, as active. Yeah, I guess. How long have you been a part of Braves Twitter? Because you've built up a pretty pretty impressive following so far. I'm wondering how long you've been interacting with the folks over in Braves Nation. So, I mean, you know, I was on Braves Facebook for the longest time. And, uh, yeah, and Facebook, you know, there, there's some there's some takes over there so uh yeah, i actually didn't start being neater buzz until uh february of 2020 about okay. a week and a half before the covid shutdown whoa oh my god yeah you heard so it, here it first was, being neater buzz brought covid to america <laughs> yeah so uh yeah it was uh it, and that was kind of a bummer because you know i was excited uh it was going to be a big season like braves had made some big moves and then Boom! Everything just, yeah, it's pretty Falls rough. But yeah, fast. ever since then, I've been on Braves Twitter, and I've built a pretty decent following, and 
got some uh, met some good people on there. That that's the better part, I think. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Well, obviously, you know, we brought you on uh, a crazy week in in baseball, and it's going to continue to get crazier. But especially for your Atlanta Braves. Oh, what a week! Um, a sh- kind of a shocking week, I, and I w- want to get your personal feel on how you think the team in general. But uh, as most of you know, uh, Freddie Freeman no longer an Atlanta Brave, most likely. Well, most uh, likely, yes, of course. Most I mean, likely. I not entirely off the table, but seemingly, nah, uh, yeah, <laughs> seemingly uh, gone. Matt Olson from the Oakland A's is now the Braves' first baseman for the next nine years, I think, including this year. Right. Yeah. yeah, there's a nine. Yeah, there's uh, eight years with a, a ninth year option. That is. Wow. Huge. That's a, that's a long yeah. time. That's a so, long time. Yeah, it is. And you know, it it I know a lot of people are upset about it. Freddie Freeman is a fan favorite. He's a guy that, you know, we put our back on. Or, you know, we, we climbed on his back for four years while we we lost 90, 90 games a season. And he didn't complain. He just went out and played hard and great dude. He's a got a great family and you know i wish them the best i hope that freddie gets 280 million dollars i know he probably won't but i hope he does um he but yeah i mean man. yeah he deserves yeah it. he does man he does he deserves it and i i knew that the braves weren't going to you know be the team that ponied up i knew that quite yeah. some time ago yeah um, if you do follow me on twitter you've seen me talk about it for a while <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely and Matt Olson, what a move. I When it first went down, I was concerned a little bit. I mean, I, I was all about it because, you know, we just won the World Series. Like, let's go all in. Yeah. Let's run it back. That, that's Absolutely. how I'm looking at it. But how, how, there, there were some big names in that deal. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Shay Langliers and Christian Pache. I'm not a huge yeah. prospect guy when it comes to teams outside of the Marlins, but those were two dudes I was familiar with, which kind of yeah. goes to Langlier, show that it was a, was a pretty big trade. Yeah, Langlier, the top ten her. prospects, right, including uh, uh, yeah, and both are top one and top two. Uh, all four were in our top fourteen, I think. Wow. So, so that wow, that wow. doesn't sting at all because from an outsider's perspective, I saw that this week and I was like, well. You know, I, I'm a Mets fan by day, podcaster by night. But as right. a Mets fan, if the Mets <laughs> did that, I would not be very happy, especially especially when their, you know, their Chipper Chipper Jones level free agent was just sitting there instead of paying money that you know the Braves have. So, yeah, and that's you know that's why it was kind of scary when it happened. I was 100 percent convinced there's no way Matt Olson gets dealt before Freddie Freeman signs. Yeah, because. Because his, you know, his stock just skyrockets. And then I don't know what happened. I guess Alex Anthopoulos decided I'm I'm tired of waiting or what, you know, and and within, you know, it's been a crazy 24 hours to be a Braves fan. Uh, (laughs) we, We lost our our franchise guy, the guy that we we say is the face of our franchise gone. Picked up this new guy that, you know, is probably just as good. I mean, Matt Olson is a ridiculously good first baseman. Very talented, yeah. Defensively yeah. better and, than Freddie, but and the, and the offense is right up there with him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people weren't happy with it because of the prospect capital we gave up. And yeah. then, boom, less than 24 hours later, we dropped eight years 168 on him. And, like... It completely blew my mind when it happened. And then just a few hours later, Colin McHugh, like, yeah, yeah, just staying active. I'm also glad that you pronounced the uh, general manager of the Braves name for me because I've only read it and I referred to him as Double A or something on podcasts. Yeah, that seems to be the move. That seems to be the move. Yeah, and I mean it's a lot easier to type on Twitter. I know that. Yeah, that's true. So, you copy and paste, baby. <laughs> you got that yeah. best tool in your pocket. You just put it in your drafts, and then you go in the drafts and you copy it. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. After you type it out enough times, it's there. So It's in the brain. It's in the brain forever. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, how does Medelson feel? Hometown kid obviously said prior that he would love to play in Atlanta. He's still in some massive shoes. And it's like, I know he's not you know, going to be playing in, in Mets or the Yankees or the Red Sox. So fans are probably a little more forgiving, but it's like, how much, 
leeway does he have if he has like a big strikeout season like 2020? Yeah. Um, I see the 2020 season as, you know, it's kind of a fluke for, right, for that yeah, season. That for, for almost everybody, really, because it's only 60 games. Lots of seasons, there's guys that, you know, they're not, they don't, they don't even have their swing down for 60 yeah. games and then they, they get into it. So I, I don't so much put that much weight in that. Um, but yeah, like you, like you said, go back to the, uh, fill in those shoes. Uh, they, he was asked about that today in the press conference and he just said, look, I know, I know who Freddie Freeman is. He grew up in Atlanta. Uh, he said, I was the guy in the stands watching Chipper Jones, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz. He said, I'm going to come here and I'm going to play Matt Olson baseball. And that was the best thing he could have said because there are people who are going to want him to be Freddie Freeman. And there's a reason that that's the the gold standard, right? Freddie Freeman is a future hall of famer. Uh, So to put that on him would be unfair. Um, And I hope that he keeps that mindset of, Hey, I'm just out here to play my game. And uh, let's be honest. I mean, he's playing, he went from one of the worst ballparks to hit in at yeah. ODOT Co. to one of the best ballparks to hit in, especially for left-handed hitters. Yeah. So, I mean, he's just going to pepper the chop house. That's what, that's what I've been seeing. Yeah, everybody's got to say, yeah. watch out the chop house. You're going to get smashed oh, by dude. Matt Olson Homer. He might be hitting him into the battery, dude. I mean, <laughs> be wild. Be it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. Well, it seems like it seems like you not, not only have a competent replacement, but you have another replacement coming to the team uh, in the way of Ronald Acuna Jr. hitting live BP. The videos are back. He says he's back. Mm-hmm. That's got to be a good feeling as a Braves fan. Uh, dude, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember that moment when, you know, Ronald goes down right in front of the damn, you know, cinnamon toast crunch faces. And it's yeah. just like, just the most obnoxious scene. And I, I remember calling my wife and I just told her, I was like, that's it. Our season's over. Sell anything that's not nailed down, you know. Like, oh, you're I, ready to. We should trade for the rebuild. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Bean Eater. Yeah. That's a hell of a well, statement. I mean, you know, I mean, I knew it wouldn't happen, but yeah, I thought but right. from, from the business standpoint, uh, it probably would have been a good thing. And then as soon as the Jock Peterson news came down, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh. I think, we're, I think we're, we're still around. Maybe maybe we got a shot here. And, you know, what ended up taking place was probably the most improbable World Series run in history. Uh, in a long time, and, that's for sure. In a long time. A long time. I mean, the Nationals had a pretty improbable one in 2019. And the Braves... I think on July 24th, I believe was the date. I may be mistaken. Had a 0.03 percent chance of making the World Series. Holy crap! So, That's a, yeah. Uh, well, thank yeah, God for statistical anomalies. <laughs> thank God. Yeah. I know, but Brandon, you saw the video—the one where he's like, he's—he just like smashed a homer in live oh, yeah. oh, yeah. and turned around. It was just like, I'm bad. bad. Yeah, that yep. was so sad. Yeah, was he came out of the out of the cage and he just looks over at Ozzy and Ozuna. He's like, I'm back. I was like, I'm yes, back. yeah, thank God, because you know nobody wants to see the young guys that are helping this game move along get hurt. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, Juan Soto, the Tatis news is just oh, heartbreaking. Quit riding uh, motorcycles, man. <laughs> You're a professional yeah, athlete. Got multiple accidents, and it's like uh, they said, which one? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. man. <laughs> that was so if funny. I yeah. were. Hey, Padres fan, I, that would have given me a heart attack. They had the brass coming out today saying that he was he was done riding motorcycles yeah. for a long Bob time. Melvin's so. like, yeah, he's not going to be riding motorcycles anymore. Jordan, oh, uh, you know, the Braves, obviously, they don't have, um, you know, Rosario still a free agent, Peterson's a free agent. What are some of the needs that you think the Braves still need to address going into the season? I assume more outfield help. But, uh, but in your opinion, what do you think will happen or what should happen? Well, um, Alex Anthopoulos was asked about that tonight, uh, right after the Colin McHugh signing. 
And he said, I'm not done. I still want an outfielder. I still want a starting pitcher. Um, I don't think – I know a lot of people want us to play in the Brian Reynolds area, the Cedric Mullins area, uh, to fill center field. I don't see that happening. We just blew up the farm to get Matt Olson. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> so we don't really have the pieces to go get that guy uh, unless we give up Michael Harris. And then I might have a little bit of you know frustration with Anthopolis. But I don't think he's going to do that. I think we'll see – a Rosario, yeah. a Conforto, a Jock, one of those guys. It's going to be a left-handed bat. Um, I know a lot of people want Jorge Soler. Um, I have my doubts on that. I Not that I don't think Soler can repeat that production. His batted ball profile was always phenomenal. He just hit into a bunch of bad luck in KC. Yeah. Um, but we need a left-handed bat, uh, and we need a starting pitcher, and I think – I'm, you know, Alex is this far in. He, he's not going to stop now. Uh, he's going to get that left-handed bat. He's, I think Grinky makes a lot of sense. Oh, that's interesting. I like uh, that. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that's going to be a good one um, because he eats innings. And really, that's yeah. what we're going to get. The yeah. fourth, fourth starting pitcher who can eat innings. I mean, we got Max Freed, Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson. Potential for Mike Soroka to come back at – some point but putting our eggs in that basket would just be foolish yeah absolutely granky brandon what, we love granky on the pod that would we be awesome in the NL East. we predicted him to go in to every team uh, <laughs> yeah that's smart too because obviously freed and uh and anderson you know pitched deep in postseason morton's coming off the injury from the world series so you know there might be some world series playoff fatigue from them so it's good to have that veteran presence that can innings obviously granky went far in, in the world series too but um but yeah. i agree with you i think that's smart gm jordan for braves gm if, if <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate I also, the endorsement but I, uh, uh, I think that if you're going to address another outfielder though it's, it can't be through trades right you got to imagine that you're going to go for one of the free agents that's a, a little bit more yeah. affordable conforto seems like that you'd be spending a lot of money i feel like if you start putting conforto on those contracts but because of the way that he structured the albies the acuna and now the olsen deals you got to be confident that you do still have a little wiggle room in the with uh with free yeah agents. um david o'brien predicted we were still going to spend another 15 million and Ooh, then okay. the colin McHugh deal went down and that's four million so there's 11 million left there. I don't think that that's the limit. I just don't. I mean, if we're that far in that, you know, we traded all these prospects, we gave $168 million to Matt Olson. Uh, I just don't think that if, if we've got a chance to bring in a Conforto, and I think Conforto is probably going to do a one-year deal. Uh, okay. Because, you know, I mean, Conforto has been a great player. For years and then 2021 didn't go his way no. um so i think he's going to want a one-year deal alex anthopoulos loves a one-year deal and i think he might give him 20 million dollars for one year uh that, just to sure up the yeah. outfield yeah, yeah and, and boris also who's conforto's agent also has a history of doing that getting that that one-year deal to try to get that value yeah. back up and yeah you know, make, you know he's not Boris is not going to be comfortable with Conforto's value on the open market right now. He's going to want him to build up his value as best as he can. Atlanta would be a great place for him to do that because of the chop house. And then, you know, next year he gets $150 million. In the yeah. This is immediately so, back up on his value. Um, right. Well, Jordan, yeah. we'll, we'll, we're, we're going to move on a little bit. I want to get a couple last questions in before we, before we get you out of here. Um, so yeah. how long, how long you been a Braves fan? Tell us a little bit about, about your background as a Braves fan. So the first season I watched, uh, I remember uh, the 95 world series, but I okay. wasn't really into baseball at the time. Uh, my okay. uncle had it on the TV uh, and I remember watching it, but uh, the first season I watched was 1999. Uh, that was uh chipper's MVP season. Nice, good season so, to start. Yeah, so of course, you know, watching that go down, I fell in love with the game and just, it just, all those years, you know, the first season, 99, we went to the World Series. Yeah. And yeah. I've never known anything different. I'm thinking, this is what we're going to do every year. <laughs> and we're unstoppable. We get to the World <laughs> Series, we get swept. Uh, and then we don't go back until 2021. And it was just, 
you know, 22 years of every single year being like, is this, is this finally the year? And you then, always talk yourself into it. You always talk yeah, yourself into it. Every single year. Every yeah. single year. <laughs> You're the like, I can see it happening. The team that ended up doing it was the one team that I finally was just like, this is not the team. And this is we're a, not going to win a World Series this year. You know, trade Morton, trade whoever's not nailed down. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, history happens. And, and now uh, look at you. Yeah. I mean, what a year. Pin tweet. Pin tweet of the Braves World Series champions. Well, Jordan, dude, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. We really appreciate it. Before we get you on out of here, back to your, uh, back to your responsibilities. Uh, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to tell the audience where you, they can find you? All that good stuff. Uh, yeah, man. Just uh, follow me at BeanEater B on Twitter. Uh, excuse me, on Twitter. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> oh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, Twitter, whatever. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're dropping our first episode of the Bean Eater Buzz podcast tomorrow. What? So, Perfect time. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah. Good stuff. So well, we're good. excited. Yeah. Make sure to check it out. Um, Brandon, anything else? Any last questions? Any last little buzz before we get them out on air? Thanks so much, Jordan. Can't wait for uh, the Braves and Mets and uh, Marlins. That's going to be fun. Not the Phillies and Nationals. No, Phillies, no, Phillies, no Nationals. <laughs> no, Phillies, no Nationals. <laughs> you could have hey, the Marlins, so much, dude, the Marlins are going to be impressive this year. I love that. I love that. closing note. I love that. Yeah, well, because half the Mets players won't be able to play this year, so that yeah absolutely man we'll check out the podcast tomorrow make sure everybody else does out there and we'll be right back today's episode of nl feast is brought to you by sports drink your digital water cooler sports drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports they're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org, not .com, not .gov, you know, .org, or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. All right, that's our show. Big shout out to Bean Eater Buzz for coming on, talking Braves with us. Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at NL Feast. Follow Brandon on Twitter at Brando Grosso. Follow me on Twitter at NL Feast Sam. Shoot us an email if you want us to talk about anything in particular on the podcast, nlfeastpod at gmail.com. And uh, I think that's it, Brandon. Anything else before we get out of here? Bye-bye. 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 <laughs>